0: Broken Branch by Brian Dykeman, read by Ken Otto. She always liked shopping for shoes. At least that's what she called it when she would take it upon herself to peep. This time was different, though. She shifted her weight to allow for her ankle to rest at a more comfortable angle in the crook. Somewhere her grip went slack, and the slop in her stance gave way. She fell from the tree, and before she could even realize her ankles lost a foundation, she was already falling through the void of the day's last dusky hour. The push of adrenaline to her brain hit late. There had been no warning. She only began to feel the effects when her back impacted the ground with a flat, solid, deafening thud. Time slowed for the nanoseconds of experience in between the wind being knocked from her lungs and the pain that came as a result of it. The moment only lasted the scope of time it takes to blink, but it seemed five times as long. Had it happened in the tree, maybe she could have reacted and saved this pain she was now experiencing in between what was now the normal breath of related time. The film of her life caught back up to a relatable frame of livable reference, and she came up choking at air her flattened lungs wouldn't yet allow. She remembered she had been watching the woman in the house across from the tree undress, and in an instant was acutely aware of the noise her wheezing was generating. She staggered to scramble behind the tree in an attempt to hide. The woman didn't have her bra on yet, so she had maybe seconds to get hidden and perpetuate her role as a figment. She heard a sliding glass door open and the woman call out for who was there. No way she figured the woman was dressed that quickly. She took a quick peek from behind the tree and was right in her assumption. The woman hadn't dressed that quickly. She stood in the yard in a white silk slip with her sizable breasts fully exposed to the world. She found herself looking again in disbelief and in appreciation of what she thought was the woman's perfect breast to areola diameter proportion. It's the cool autumn air, she reasoned, with a feeling of jealous judgment to explain the aesthetic. An acorn, or some kind of nut, fell to the ground by her leg, creating a loud, slapping sound. The crow, or some such other carrion that had thrown the nut down to break it open, cawed, and then flew from the tree. I know you're out there, said the woman to the sound. Put a shirt on, she thought. Who do you think you are, walking around? airing out your tits. I have a gun, she heard the woman say. I call bullshit, she thought. She heard a pop sound followed by what she swore was the sound of a bee flying past her. Before her eyes could slide to their corners in order to look for the bee, another shot rang out, this one spraying splinters of wood that impacted into the side of her head. The impact of the splinters hitting didn't hurt so much as they shocked her. She took no time to rise to her feet, or even brush away the wood that now occupied her hair. Whether her ankles were up to the task was beyond relevant at this point. She shot from the ground as if leaving a sprinter's block. Another pop followed her sudden appearance to the bare-chested, gun-toting woman. Get back here, cunt, she swore she heard the woman yell in her direction. The sound of another bee followed, this one louder. At over 35 yards away and gaining, the woman was a crack shot with whatever small caliper weapon she was using. At that distance, any pistol in the hands of even a person with moderate experience could be considered spraying wild. The shots were close, though. Deadly. Dangerous. She disappeared into the dense foliage of the forest bordering the woman's yard. In no time she disappeared into one of the small cuts near a large felled tree. This woman was hungry, not willing to stop. She was done, she figured. Bang, bang, all smash up, she remembered a Polynesian woman from an old Disney movie, saying. She's going to find and kill me, she reasoned, and she'll have never known. She felt a need to sob, her face contorting in consideration of the ramifications in her moment of stifled reality. I never had the chance to tell her, she thought. Why couldn't I have just knocked on the door? Get a look and decide for myself. She mentally prepared herself for the impending future. Well, if this is how it had to be, it's how it had to be. Cracking twigs encroached on her position in the wood, and time snapped back, the cold mud she lay in finally soaking into her clothes. The hours of practicing what to say seemed irrelevant now. She grasped her hand around the sullied envelope in her pocket more crackling undergrowth as the woman grew closer. She could only be a few feet away by now. Would it have been good news or bad news she'd be delivering? She heard the bow of a tensioned branch swing, leaves rushing through the air as the bow shot back to its natural position. The woman was right behind her now. Please stop, she heard herself plead, not knowing if it was just a thought or audible words. The woman landed in front of her, gun drawn and ready to erupt. Tits scratched and dirty, proportions still perfect. There you are, your little bitch, the woman snarled, crouching over her and pointing the gun like a shining example of a feral, venomous Queen of Sheba. She tensed into a tight ball, the hand grasping the envelope, shooting up to meet the other, covering her head as her eyes involuntarily clamped shut. No, Mom, she cried out. Don't kill me.